who doesn't love a mom-cooked meal? Or should I say, a Maggie versus your mom's meal? On my podcast, fellow food lovers can get in the kitchen with me and listen as I make your mom's tried-and-true recipes. We'll dive down into the stories behind these family traditions and get glimpses from moms who will continue to pass these recipes down. For more recipes and instructions, check out my Instagram at MaggieVMomMeals, where you can send me your favorite dishes I should try. Like mom always says, the way to someone's heart is through their stomach. Hello guys, and welcome back to Maggie versus Your Mom's Meals. Today we have the third episode in this series, which I thought would be perfect to have my own mom on the podcast to talk about her famous meatballs. So growing up, her spaghetti and meatballs were the epitome of a home-cooked meal and were a staple at every family gathering. So today I'm going to sit down with my mom, Judy McLaughlin, and ask her a few questions about how she learned to perfect some of her best Italian dishes. Okay, hi mom. Hi everybody, I'm Maggie's mom. (laughs) So would you like to give a little introduction about yourself to all the listeners? Well, I'm Judy Natelli McLaughlin and Italian dishes are my specialty. I am all Italian, three quarters Napolitan and one quarter Sicilian. And I learned to cook growing up just by watching my mom do it. And family dinners have always been sacred to us from, from the time when I was little to the time when I became raising my own family. Yeah, so everything that I and my sisters have learned have basically from my mom and my grandma just growing up around real Italian chefs. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yes. <laughs> so I have the best pictures when I would always have sleepovers at my grandma's house and she would take pictures of me and my sisters helping her in the kitchen and those are just such a treasure to have to this day. So we can teach our future generations. Yes, we can. So obviously in quarantine... Um, There's been a lot of family togetherness. (laughs) We've been together for like three months, all five of us. I have two older sisters, and we've all been living under the same roof. And which is new because we haven't all five been under one roof for this long in a long time. So what I think is really funny about this quarantine is that a lot of people have said like, "Oh, we've just really enjoyed this family time together. We got our family dinners back." Like. But that's something that we always did growing up. We did. We did. I always thought um, dinner hour was sacred. And no matter what activities or what sports and what things you were involved in, we always made a way to have uh, family dinners. We were all together. Even if it was only for five minutes or someone had to rush and eat and then go out to basketball or someone was coming home from basketball or whatever, we were always together. Do you remember they did the article about us in the paper? Yes, I forget. So my mom is an author, just like a little backstory, and I forget what they were interviewing you for. In the Family newspaper. dinners. Yeah, and there's <laughs> we're the face of the newspaper, and we're all holding hands around the dinner table saying grace because that's just something that we've done every single night since we were little, and I think maybe you made like chili that night or something. Yeah, that's so funny. I did. So we always have family dinner that is not new to us, and I think. I, At this point of quarantine, we're all a little sick of just seeing each other's faces every day, so maybe... Maybe we're not going to have family dinner tonight. (laughs) Maybe we could eat in our own separate rooms. That would be great. And as I've mentioned before in this podcast, my aunt and uncle live across the street from us, and they've been housing our cousins during this time, and whenever we have like a big, big family dinner, it's always just a big mishmash of food. So it's just such a nice way to end the day. It sure is. Even though the dinner table might only fit like 
six to eight people comfortably. <laughs> Not in our world. <laughs> no, we will all be elbow to elbow. And it's just such a, a nice way to end the day. We like to do our highs and lows, debrief from the day. We always talk about our favorite Mason and Cameron story from the day just to brighten everyone's mood. Should we tell them our favorite quarantine activity that we've done so far? Yes. Okay. So when we were little, my mom always used to teach us how to make homemade gnocchi. So we always used to make it when we were younger. And then, yeah, so then we brought it back. We haven't made it in years. No, we haven't. And so we we started making it a few months ago again because it's so easy. If you don't know what gnocchi is, it's basically this like pasta potatoy dumpling. So they look like little pillows of heaven is what we like to call them because they're just so, so good. The dough is like flour, ricotta cheese, Parmesan cheese, and eggs. Mm-hmm. And then you mix it all up into this big dough ball. Because ours is a ricotta-based uh, yeah. gnocchi. You can do a potato-based, but I like doing the ricotta-based. Yeah, me too. And so then you take the, the, the dough, and then you're going to roll it out into like thin little snakes. snakes. Yeah, so that's, it's literally like Play-Doh, like giving yeah. mm-hmm. kids Play-Doh to roll out. And then you cut them into the little pillows. And what do I like to do? Oh, my mom takes it up a little notch. I like to roll each individual gnocchi on the back of a fork so you get the ridges, and it's very time-consuming. And when they do it without me, they skip the fork part. It's just when you're cooking for 15 <laughs> people, I'm not joking, we triple the recipe to cook for this many people, and my mom wants to spend hours rolling out <laughs> each little gnocchi on the fork, and we're like, Mom, we don't have time for this. <laughs> Maybe we should do an episode on the gnocchi we should yeah definitely so that definitely has been my favorite meal yeah i forgot yeah that is i love that one too yeah so more on the like italian dishes so we can like jump into your kind of italian background Mm. and things that my grandma my mom's mom would make all the time so what were your some some of your favorite things you learned from grandma well i have to say meatballs so i loved i mean I, whenever my mother cooked, I loved to stand in the kitchen next to her and just watch and soak in everything she was doing. I was just like her little apprentice. And when she made meatballs, first of all, it pleased my father to no end. He loved her meatballs. And, and she would make them and fry them, first fry them in a pan, and she would take the fried meatballs and put them on a platter on the kitchen counter. And I learned this from my father because he would sneak in and take just a fried meatball. So it's crispy and fried on the outside and a little bit raw on the inside and our favorite thing was to eat one like that which nobody would let you do today because of salmonella yeah that's but, not salmonella. <laughs> I know, but when I was little that was like the treat above all treats and then I have to tell you so my dad's family this might sound so gross to some of you but they put raisins in the meatballs yeah that is so right? nasty and so whenever I my father um is not alive anymore he passed away but when he was I would always make batches of meatballs, some raisins for him, and none, none for my family because the kids hated the raisins. But I would do that for him. I just feel like that's such a random addition to yeah, a meatball. I don't know. And my fam, my father's family owned um, a store, like a, a bodega, and part of what they would sell would be homemade meatballs and mm-hmm. sausages and fruits, a fruit and vegetable stand is what yeah. he used to call it. So somewhere along the line, his mom and dad did that. That's so funny. Yeah. Whenever my mom makes meatballs and sausage, I'm telling you, everyone says, I've never had a meatball this good. We can go out to a restaurant, order meatballs. Nothing will hold a candle to my mom's meatballs. They are just like the tried and true definition of what a meatball should be. Every summer when we would all go down the shore, um, (laughs) before we lived here, basically... (laughs) 
the first weekend that we would go down the shore and it would be all of my extended family. So there's like a good 25 of us on a, on a good night. Absolutely. Like all my aunts and uncles and cousins and boyfriends and girlfriends and kids. So my mom would always make this big, big pot of meatballs, sausage, and spaghetti. That would start our vacation. Yeah. Huge. I mean like an enormous pot. And then the other time that you make it for everyone is on Christmas Eve. Right. Well, the traditional Italian meal on Christmas Eve is the seven fishes. And I've done that occasionally. But you did not raise people that way. No, I didn't. And everyone loves my meatballs so much that that's what I make for everybody. Except for I do make baccala for myself and my mom. Yeah. Do you want to, like, explain to the listeners how you make them? What, what's your secret? You know, this secret? is really going to be a hard one. And what's the secret? Why I always say it's made love. with love. <laughs> That's what I always say. It's really hard for me because I eyeball everything. I don't do strict measuring. And so I would say as a general rule, depending on how many pounds of meat I'm using, it's one egg per pound of meat. So if I've got three one pounds of meat, I'm going to throw in three eggs. And then I'm going to eyeball it. It's um, some Italian breadcrumbs. Some people like to put bread in, but I don't. I use the breadcrumbs. Um, I use Parmesan cheese. Uh, The egg, I use some milk. And I use some Worcestershire sauce. Mm -hmm. Salt and pepper. And then I do it until I feel like it's a good consistency. Yeah, I've never once seen you measure. I don't measure. No. Okay, so after you put all your ingredients in the bowl, run me through the So what I usually do is put all the um, dry ingredients first. So I'll do my breadcrumbs, and Mm -hmm. I'll do my cheese, and I'll do my salt and pepper, and if I want to do some additional parsley. And then I do the eggs and the milk and my little dash of Worcestershire sauce, Mm -hmm. and I mix it all up to see what the consistency is like. And then I'll add my chopped meat, and I'll see how it's going. And I mush it all together till it gets combined nicely. And then I make my meatballs. I tend to make my meatballs bigger than other people. I make my meatballs hearty. hearty. So I roll, roll them all up, and I like to fry them just like my mom did. Some people bake them. Some people I've heard actually dump them right in the sauce, not even cooked. I'm traditional like my mom. We fry our meatballs first. So big pan, um, olive oil, oil, yep. And I fry my meatballs so they have a really fantastic, crunchy uh, outside. outside. And then I plop them into the sauce. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're cooking sausage, I usually do the sausage first. And if I put some sausage in my meatballs, hot and sweet sausage, I just fry it first and then dump them into the sauce. And the real trick to making the best sauce ever are the um, pork neck bones. Mm-hmm. You go to the grocer, the butcher, and you order the, the pork bones. And really, that makes the sauce something special. We've made the sausage, we've fried the meatballs, and we're going to add them to the sauce. But now we need to know what is the base of the sauce. The Trinity. Yes. Garlic, onion, and olive oil. Yeah. So you start with your olive oil, you fry up your garlic, you fry up your onion until it gets translucent, and then I put in tomatoes. I'll use anything you give me. I use crushed, I use plum. Mm -hmm. So figure two cans, I mean, depending. We're going to make some just for the five of us tonight, so that would be two two cans of tomatoes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then any, like, seasonings do you add to that or not? Oregano, parsley and um, basil. Okay, so that's pretty easy. It's Mm -hmm. really like the sausage and the meatballs and the pork neck that Mm -hmm. makes it really, really flavorful. Obviously, you can make whatever kind of pasta you want. We just go really traditional with spaghetti. Mm. Nothing better than twirling that spaghetti. I know, it's so fun. There's nothing better than a big plate of meatballs Mm. and spaghetti. Mm. Like, you can't go wrong. 
So I'm so excited to make them with my mom because I think it'll just be such a fun activity to do together and we're going to have a great dinner tonight and... We will. Yeah. Thanks for letting me interview you, Mom. You're welcome. This is so fun. It yeah. is so fun. So we're going to make them together, and we'll be in the kitchen soon. So, now my mom and I are in the kitchen. We are. <laughs> so we're going to start by making the sauce, and we previously chopped up all of our ingredients to make it easier, so... We have a very large onion and we are using a quarter of it for the sauce and the other three quarters we are saving the rest in a bowl for the meatballs. So this onion is chopped pretty finely and we are adding that to a large stock pot with some olive oil on medium heat. So let's say two turns of olive oil. One, two, and a half. Yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot. We coated the bottom of the pan with olive oil and we let it heat up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we always start with the onion and let it get translucent. Cook it till it gets translucent and then you add your garlic. And you just always have to be careful not to let your garlic burn. So give it a close watch. You'll hear the sizzle. You ready? After the onion, we have four cloves of garlic chopped up, half for the sauce and half for the meatballs. And we are adding that to the translucent onions. So after the onion, garlic, and olive oil are married together, we are adding two large cans of crushed tomatoes. Okay, so now we're gonna put it on high heat until it gets to a gentle boil. And then we'll um, put it back down, lower it, simmer it, and add some spices, including parsley and basil and oregano. So again, this is something that you can just eye to personal taste. We really aren't gonna measure these, just gonna shake our seasonings into the pan. Okay, so now begins the multitasking because my mom is a pro at this. <laughs> so she likes to cook the sausage while she's making the meatballs. So again, we have two turns of olive oil in another pan and we are just cooking some sweet and hot Italian sausages. So they're just like links. Regular lengths of sausage, just let them fry up in the pan. And the trick is you really get them brown. Now our sausage is getting browned in the pan, we are going to start with our meatball mixture. Okay, so this is the first time my mom has ever measured, so congratulations, Judith. Thank you. We are adding one cup of breadcrumbs to a bowl and half a cup of Parmesan cheese. So give this a good stir, and now's a good time to check on the sausage. It's sizzling very loud, by the way. Ooh, nice. Look how brown that. They're super brown and crisp on one side, so we're just gonna keep flipping them. Be patient. Okay, now we're adding that three quarters of an onion and those two cloves of garlic we talked about before, adding that to the breadcrumb mixture. And now, mom is cracking two eggs for using two pounds of meat, as she previously mentioned. One egg for each pound of meat. Now we're gonna give this a nice stir, a little whisk action. Okay, what's next, Mama? Um, a quarter cup of milk. Okay. Again, I never measured, so I'm really um, first time measuring, but I'm saying a quarter cup of milk. And now check your consistency. It should be a little bit like paste. It's kind of oatmeal-like, I yeah. would say. Not too runny and not too thick. Okay, now we're gonna add a few dashes of the Worcestershire sauce. 
And we like to add this to our meats, whether we're making hamburgers or anything, just to make the meat more flavorful. All right, so my mom just added the two pounds of meat to this mixture, and since her hands already had the meat on them, I just figured it would be best if she mixed it with her hands. I think it's because you're a baby. I think it's just because you're a pro, and I want to watch how you do it. <laughs> oh, yes. So she's kneading it all together with her hands, and it looks so nasty. <laughs> now that, like, thickish oatmeal-like consistency is completely incorporated into the ground beef. And you just want to keep mixing until you have one consistent color. Okay, so now that our mixture is completely mixed together, we're going to start by, I don't know, how big would you say that is, Mom? Yeah, I think a two-inch diameter meatball. Yeah, so our meatball is about two inches in diameter, and we're just going to keep doing this until we're all done. I'll count them at the end and tell you guys how many our recipe has made so far. Now, I put the sausage into the sauce. We've gotten all the extra grease removed, and I take the sausages out of the fry pan, and I put them into the sauce. I've turned the heat real low so it won't burn in the sausage pan because in just a few minutes we're going to fry the meatballs in the same sausage pan. Okay, so now I'm going to add, we have about 15 meatballs by the way, so I'm going to add these raw meatballs to the pan that we just cooked the sausage in and just line these around. Oh Maggie, let's remember to put the heat back up. Okay, so now we're moving the heat from low to about medium. I don't know mom, do you think these are all gonna fit in one pan? You know, I tend to be impatient, so I'm gonna make them fit. Okay. You might wanna do it in batches. Yeah, if you wanna do it in batches, feel That's free, perfect. but we are squeezing 15 meatballs into the pan. Honestly, it works. So now we're gonna do the same thing with the sausage and just continue and continuously flip the meatballs to make sure that each side gets completely browned. And you don't have to worry about them being cooked all the way through because that's how they get cooked in the sauce. Okay, our meatballs are browned on all the sides. They look so good, Mom. And now we're just popping them into the sauce. So once they sit in that little tomato sauce bath, how long do you think they're going to sit in there for, Mom? I can let them go for hours. Four hours if we eat at yeah. 7 o'clock. It's 3 o'clock right now, so I'm thinking we'll, we'll eat by 7, so yeah. Before we eat, we will check in with you guys at around 7 o'clock after our sauce has been simmering for a few hours, and we will be back in the kitchen for a mother-daughter taste test in a few hours. Hi guys, so it's right before dinner time, and we had a change in plan, so our whole family came over for dinner. The my best mom, kind of surprise ever. Yeah, my mom invited everyone over since we made so much, and we thought it would be so fun to eat all together, so we're going to have a sneaky little taste test before everyone eats dinner. Okay. Oh, my God, Mom. Maggie! No, that is great. so good. Like, the meatball just is so firm, but it falls apart in your mouth. It literally just melts in your it's, mouth. It's definitely meltable. Everyone's wow. going to love this. It's so good. And I'm sorry we lied to you guys. We didn't have spaghetti, so we made penne. So when you see my pictures up on Maggie versus your mom's meals, you will see penne in meatballs. And you won't be mad. It is so good. Okay, let me try the sausage. I have a hot sausage. Oh my god. It's just like so tender. It like falls apart. Maggie, I'm passing the torch. Okay. 
I can't wait. Thank you so much, Mom. So that is the technical end of my Maggie versus your mom's meals, but I've been having so much fun with this, so we're going to do more. Yeah, why not? We'll, we'll do more. So stay tuned for more episodes, and thanks again for listening. This music is brought to you by Ashamed Music from SoundCloud.